that you will get attached to me, but as a friend on a deeper level, because then sex is involved. So if you need sex, just have it with me and I do with you and you'll see how it will help you. Then we will, then we will keep our coach client relationship because I don't want to lose you as a client. And then she literally says, I've just had all my coaches want to sleep with me. So this time I don't want to add that in, which is, I mean, that that right there, when I read that, I'm like, wow, that's more indicative of the larger problem in the industry that maybe isn't being talked about enough. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear with coaches Skip Hill and Andrew Berry. I'm Scott McNally. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. You can use our code THINK for additional savings. Hit me up if you have any questions about any other supplements. Uh, check out the Team Skip Protein Blend. I'm still doing the marshmallow treat, but I still think that uh, chocolate peanut butter cup is my ultimate favorite. I got to say that. got to tell you, Skip. Really? Yeah, hmm. I, I do. Guys, we're also brought to you by uh, supplementsource.ca. Check them out if you're in Canada. I've literally seen pre-workouts for like 15 bucks. I saw Carbolin the other week for like 30 bucks off. So you can't beat their prices. Plus, you know, they support us. You can help to support us by supporting them. And if you're in the UK, check out Strom Sports Nutrition. They've got awesome health supplements. If you guys are in the UK, you already know about Strom, so I don't need to tell you anything more. Guys, we have a bunch of stuff going on. We're going to have a physique critique. We have a bunch of listener questions, things that you guys commented on the last show. Speaking of which, if you want to take part in the next show, comment below. We'd love to have you as part of the programming. Uh, By the way, thank you to everybody who's watching live from the Facebook group today. We're going to have some fun, record a couple episodes, and hang out with you. Uh, But before we get to all of that, uh, we've got what could be like a controversial topic. I really think after talking to you, Andrew, this is something that really kind of needs to be said. I feel like... It's a type of education that um, people who are going to work with a coach should have. Um, As coaches ourselves, it really upsets me to see uh, people taken advantage of and to give our professions a a bad name. So really, I mean, what do you call the, the topic here? Is this like... Like shady coaches, really, is what it comes shady down to. coaches, predator coaches. Um, and I think when I first sent this stuff to you like a week ago, I don't think you guys were really sold on it. Like, I don't think you really understood what this guy was doing and what yeah. maybe some of these other coaches are doing. But then I sent you some of those messages that, um, that I had uh, gotten from a friend. And I think it kind of became apparent. You well, know? you know what, man? I, I Before you even sent it to me, I got it and I understood it. And, and I knew that this stuff happens, and I just, honestly, I just kind of have turned away and been like, well, you know what, I'm not a part of that, that's not my problem, sucks to be, you know, that guy, he's a fucking, you know, loser, yeah. and I hope he burns in hell, move on with my day, you know, but the reality is, though, that I think that there, you know what, there's some innocent people that have gotten themselves into positions where they've been taken advantage of and that really does bother me and if anything we try to educate people with our programming and if we could help people to be more aware to not put themselves into a vulnerable position you know then we're definitely still doing a really good thing with our show so that's that's where my stance is at this point you know sure we should probably talk about what we're talking about yeah yeah late on us (laughs) yeah All right. So, you know, many of our listeners and followers probably follow some of the same people we follow on Instagram. But uh, one of my friends, John Dorsey, who goes by at Goob, uh, Goob U, he, uh, what he does is he kind of highlights. He's ruthless. In the fitness industry. Yeah, he's ruthless. <laughs> you guys probably watch some of his stuff. But, you know, he goes after frauds in, in the terms of people editing their photos, photoshopping, making themselves look bigger, their waist looks smaller, leaner than they are, et cetera. And he doesn't hold back with, you know, anybody. It could be an amateur or a coach who's using his pictures to get clients to top IFBB professionals that are editing their pictures to look better and their competitors next to them to look worse and then kind of putting it out like, well, you know, how did this girl beat me kind of thing. Um, But one of the topics that he does, or sorry, that he did this week was on a bodybuilder. And I'm going to use his name because it's out there in black and white. You know, we do hear a lot of these things uh, in the industry, but you know, we can't necessarily judge or point them out because we haven't seen the direct evidence ourselves. But in this case, it's pretty clear. Uh, bodybuilder Sam Conando, he, um, he's been, he's kind of a predator to his female clients. Or not kind of, but he is. Should we say allegedly? 
Like, not when it's in print like that. You know, it's funny. It's semantics show. because the text messages and all the messages are right there. So technically, it's allegedly because if well, I don't want to give any ideas, but yeah, allegedly it is. But it's all right. It's about as allegedly as Jimmy and <laughs> Phil with the text messages. I mean, you can call it what you want, but it's right there. And and you know what? People can make up their own minds because it's pretty there you obvious. Go. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the, the point being, you know, asking, telling female clients that they need to check in nude, um, making sexual advances towards his female clients, commenting on their physiques in a way that is very unbecoming of a coach, very unprofessional, um, you know, talking about talking to them sexually. Uh, and I think, you know, the three of us and many of the coaches we know that we count as friends in this industry, that is the last thing that any of us are interested in doing in terms of putting someone in a position to feel that they're being taken advantage of. Like these people are paying somebody. Yeah. Yeah. These mm. people are paying somebody for their expertise to get them into better shape, whether it's, you know, your housewife who just wants to lose 15 pounds and look better for the summer to top competitive bodybuilders who, you know, want to one day grace the Olympia stage. So. I think with that, I think we should show some of these pictures just in case some of the people have not been able to watch the videos that Goob's done. All right. So I'm just going to grab these screen caps you sent me. Uh, While you're putting those up there, I got to yeah. ask you guys this. When you read the comments, I'll just speak for myself, I guess, but I'm asking you if you felt the same way. It really wasn't like you were reading messages from a coach. Yeah, mm. almost reading messages from like a, an interested like boyfriend who yeah. or someone who had yeah. just met a woman and the complimentary creepy weird yeah that's where it comes in where when you go oh my god this is a this is a coach like yeah. for real yeah. that's a good point man now you know in some of the stuff you know he's not from this country so maybe there is a little bit of a language barrier in terms of you know some of the syntax of language um, but. I, I, I agree with you. Like the vibe wasn't, uh, uh, you know, talking to a coach. It was the vibe of like talking to a potential boyfriend or something yeah. like that in a lot yeah. of these cases. But I think if you look at the first slide on the left, you know, he's asking for what he needs as a coach. Um, now, me personally, I don't think it's very professional to do this kind of talk through DM and text message. That's just me. I want to go through email. Um, but that's, you know, I'm, that, that might just be my issue. Um, no, I agree. And with then you. that's a right legal. That, yeah thing that you're covering yourself with communication but it is exactly. to someone who maybe he hasn't been training people a long time new client new coaches they will do things a different way but i just i agree with you it's it's yeah. far more if anything ever comes back on you that can be far more admissible and easier to get into court than something that you're either text messaging or um you know any other whatsapp or any other bullshit but anyway, yeah, sorry I, I generally try to lay it out in an email and I'll say like, here's what we want. But then after that, if somebody needs clarification, I will go to, I use WhatsApp and I will text from there, but I never yeah. use social media as a, you know, and like for me, I'm just too, and oh, I'm, Sorry. I was just going to say too, like, this is him explaining. This is like, well, if you're, what tell me, like, let's go over this. Cause we do have audio listeners too, Andrew. So yep. what are we looking okay. at here? This is like his, I, I would call it like the first email he sends, or sorry, the first, in his case, text messages he sends people, you know, but onboarding, basically, telling them what to expect, how to check in. Yeah. Um, do you want me to read it? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So for me as a coach, I need none clothes. And this is where you need to be okay with that because I need to see literally everything to see where you're holding your fat or your, and your water. If you aren't comfortable with that, then it, then it be, it'd be hard to work but we can still work together. It's just hard for me to see. It's kind of like going to the doctor to get a boob job and tell him you can't show him your boobs. See what I mean? Photos and texts will be confidential and sent to my client-based phone with the number I will give you. So I think right off the bat, um, I mean, it's not the same thing as going to a professional doctor who does breast <laughs> Thank you, you know for I mean? clarifying. Yeah. That, that's not even close to the same. That, that's, that's not a good analogy whatsoever. Okay? Well, and even if and, he can get by with that on the first text message, um, to compare himself to a medical doctor with that type of integrity, just wait till you get to the second or third text message page, and you'll see that yeah. that's not the case. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, I'll continue. Um, but oh, actually, the, the other thing, you don't need to see everything. Like, I'm sorry, no. but there's there's no way right. you need to see nipple fat or yeah. there's no way you need 
you know, I won't get as demonetized, but there's no way you need to <laughs> Thank you. inspect every area of somebody's body to determine if they are yeah. going to be in show condition or not. Like yeah. that's, and, I, and you know what? Maybe there are some people that are new to the sport that are naive or they just want to fall in line and do what this coach says. Uh, I feel bad for them, though, and I hope that this yeah. you know, and that's, podcast will help them. Exactly. Make- yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Um, again, about the photos will be confidential and never exposed, and they are store in a coach and client base only phone this is mainly just for me to see your progress and only me added another and me okay once once i see i'll always share with you where more works needs to be done but then again if you are not comfortable with this then by all means we can work with what you feel comfortable with and we can go from there thank you again and let me know how you want what you want to do ma'am have a good night I tell all my clients if they aren't comfortable with the photos, go to a Victoria's Secret and buy a disposable panties they sell and wear those. So then he just continues to kind of ask that person, hey, are you interested? Are you interested? And um, this particular person was very turned off by um, the, the nude photography. She, she said she was going to find a coach that didn't require that. Yeah, he was so really focused on that. You know, like if you're going to work with me, you're going to have to, you know, be OK with this. And he's like and then he went into great detail, didn't he? About what you're yeah. gonna have to well, be I think okay with. Funny with years, he goes, he goes. Oh, I never said nude. I asked for none clothed. What's the yeah. difference there? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like yeah. that's Heart. basically saying the same thing. But I, I think those are good. There's there's some other um, there's some other pictures or uh, some other messages I sent you. All right, if we want to bring those up. Let's see. Here's another one. Some of the responses, though, I thought. I think that's what the main thing. Okay. All right. So this woman. There's a several of this uh, from this woman, um, and she checked in with him. Sorry about the beanie. Snowed here, and it's freezing in my house. So his comment and response is, damn, babe, you look hot. Like, so good. Beanie looks sexy on you. Hell yes, on the beanie. I'm amazed how good you're looking. I love the nails, by the way. Can't go wrong with the French. Now, totally a medical they, doctor. Like, <laughs> come on. This, this adds up. Yeah, I mean, I know I've gotten that from my medical doctor before. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> you do wear beanies. I mean, nothing more needs to be said. There's like one, two, three, four, five, five and a half to six sexual innuendos there that he's dropping on her. Yeah. Yeah. I like damn babe. Like, you're going to call your client. You're going to call your client. But I get irritated when I go into the tanner and the 16-year-old girl calls me hun. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't. We don't know each other. I don't need your patronizing. I'm old, but you don't need to patronize yeah. me. Don't even say that shit. Yeah. Is this Crazy. the same? Is this the same one here? No, this uh, is. A, yeah, but there's more. There's more comments. Um, I think. Sorry, so late. This is. This was. I just put another one up here. This is the next one down. Oh yeah, uh, this is the same person. So she checked in again the following week. God, babe, you look beautiful. So there's that babe again. Godly. Right? Uh, I think he meant the right God. Yeah. But oh, okay. Every time yeah. something is wrong, I'm going to say sick. So just ignore me because yeah. it's driving me nuts. But go ahead. <laughs> a- absolutely beautiful. Not just fit and ripped, but your body looks beautiful. Like, don't take this in a pervert way because it's not what I mean. But when I look at your body, looks desirable, if that makes sense. Sick. Like, you don't look bulky or overly muscular or nasty drugged up. You look perfect. Hmm. Now, I, I think Dang, clients are looking for a little bit of our opinion on how they're looking, but yeah. not in that respect, right? Um, and honestly, I'm surprised this woman checked in with him more than once, to tell you the truth, after that first one. Unless, you know, maybe, I don't know. Uh, oh, so this one, I think she. this is a continuance of the conversation. And he asked her, how old are you? I forgot to ask. And you said you weigh 120, right? Now, I'm wondering if he's asking if this is a younger person just to mm. make sure they're over the legal limit. But anyway, he continues, I get so mad, and this is just a side note, but I get so mad when women want to pretend like they don't want sex even though their sex drive is high. I'm single, and I only have been single for a couple months, and I've been trying to meet, I think he continues on to say, new people. Yeah. But anyway, he continues on and says, anyways, I'm happy your sex drive is there, and, your boyf- and I'm sure your boyfriend enjoys the heck out of it, but... I was sorry it wasn't it wasn't high because then that means your hormones are screwed up. So there's his professional there's one professional analysis of that whole conversation in the end. He, <laughs> in the, the technical term is screwed up in referring to yeah. the uh, hormones. But, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, I'll grab that next one and uh, 
I'll mean? just skip down. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of banter back and forth, but uh, listen, Friday, I want you to take photos with the same underwear and top and naked because I want to see the difference in a week. Also do them empty stomach, please. And send me your weight with it. So, yeah. yeah. Just asking for another naked one. Um, let, let's go on to the next uh, series. There's, there's one where he straight up tells a girl that he, um, she should have sex with him. All right, I'll just. I didn't read all of them, so I'm not sure which one that was. Was this? I'll just grab them one at a time. Yeah, and tell it's me. on this line. Okay. Yeah, just go ahead and um, let's put up the next one. Okay. So anyway, let's what see. we're doing is we're sharing like a series of conversations here that um, these women have have sent to had sent to Goop. Right. Oh, anyway, so um, he was also ripping off his uh, his place of employment um, allegedly, allegedly. But you know, in here it says he's telling the female client to. Um, come get some GW cartering, basically. And he says, come on Sunday night so I can give it to you super cheap when Marlo isn't there. Also, will you come Sunday for progress? Also, you will come Sundays for progress picks, babe, so he's not there either. So why would you, if you're doing your job professionally, not want the owner of the business to be there while you're doing your quote-unquote professional progress pictures? Unless you're doing I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Skip, skip. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure he wants to have sex. I'm pretty sure that's what he wants. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yep. Yeah, yeah, keep going off this one. All right. And my laughing is an attempt at levity. It's not in any way condoning before anybody, you know, any listeners jump on me for having a shitty sense of humor about it. It, That's all it is. I in no way condone this behavior. Yeah. No, no. All right, here's this is the last one I wanted to actually the second to last one because there's one more. Uh, basically, he's talking to a client and he goes that you will get attached to me, but as a friend on a deeper level because then sex is involved. So if you need sex, just have it with me, and I do with you, and you'll see how it will help you. Then we will huh. then we will keep okay. our coach client relationship because I don't want to lose you as a client. And then she literally says, "I've just had all my coaches want to sleep with me, so this time I don't want to add that in." Which is, huh. I mean, that, that right there, when I read that, I'm like, wow, that's more indicative of the larger problem in the industry that maybe isn't being talked about enough. Yeah. Um, and he continues to say, all I'm trying to do is help you, Tatiana, but you definitely need to let go of probably an ex-boyfriend's name there. Yeah. And allow yourself to find the man you want. Yeah, the rest of this isn't important. Um, that's right. Just the fact that he's, yeah, yeah the fact that he, A, he's, he, he's literally a, one of the string of coaches she's had in a row that is have tried to sleep with her like that's just crazy yeah let me throw something in here too because somebody like this doesn't approach every female client like that i was thinking about that he goes after he he can't he won't go after the strong ones who tell him to go fuck himself (laughs) and they're gonna out him and everything it's a feel it's almost like this fucking vibe that they can they can almost pick out and i hate to say this word but i'm sorry because i can't think of a better one there's almost a weakness Mm. okay it's almost like a i know i know that that's a shitty word because then it implies that in some way that's what a predator is always the woman is is the cause of their being a victim but that's not the case all it is is it's they're not as forward and as (laughs) fuck you and and that sort of thing so they can pick it's 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 mm-hmm. similar to a guy or similar to a person sexually abusing a child. Mm. It's a, a, a same mm-hmm. thing, like a teenager or something where they know or they have an idea that they can keep their mouth shut or that they're in some way intimidated by them or sycophantic in a sense. Maybe that's not exactly the word, but there is an obsequious sycophantic type of vibe that they get. Otherwise, they, they wouldn't risk being outed. Yeah, and God yeah. knows this motherfucker didn't just start doing this. I will say I yeah, like this last one. I like this last one because he picked the wrong chick, <laughs> and uh, oh, and he, she starts uh, giving it back to him. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know exactly what went on there. He said, and then but she she got he must have gotten really mad at her to the point where he's saying in all these fake ass braids. L O L M A O dirty ass hair of yours. Like she's, he's like yelling at her. He's a like, this is abuse. Okay. Flat up. You know, this is abuse all the way down to, you know, using the N word against this woman. 
Like, yeah, I assume this this client was a was a black female. Yeah, and, um, that he probably tried to get with, and she probably rejected him. We don't have the full, you know, string of comments, but you can kind of deduce that something went wrong in their relationship, and <laughs> it culminated with him dropping the N word with a hard R, by the way, on her. So, I have a feeling. Hard, yes. Yeah, I have a feeling that yeah. I have a feeling she didn't want to play ball with that. Is what that came down to, and she probably. My guess is she called him out. Is what it, That's what I would guess in a situation like that, at least. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, where, where do we want to go from here? Because one of my questions is, you know, what, what can we do to help our community? Because this is fucked up, and I don't cool. want to see this continue to happen. A, I don't want to see people getting hurt. Like, this is a fun sport. I love bodybuilding, and I want everybody who gets into it to have the opportunity to have a great experience versus some people, they might run into a coach like that and be like, you know what, this isn't for me and walk away and then, you know, get cheated out of that experience. So how can we help people? Well, I think, um, the clients you know, have like to you open said well, Yeah, ahead, well, go I was going to say, sorry. I think you said bodybuilding is a fun sport, right? And it is, but for the three of us on this podcast, it's a professional business and, and we treat it as such. And we treat it the same way as if we were carpenters or we were school teachers or whatever line of business, you know? And yeah. I look at it this way, it's awareness. Like if you, like, okay, we just had our roof done today, right? Well, if, if the roof starts leaking in three days, I'm going to absolutely say something to mm. other people who maybe inquire yeah. with me about, oh, how did that company do on the roofing job? So yeah. I think it's the awareness you know, talking about this kind of stuff. And I even like, I, I, you know, talking to Goob last week, kind of got some ideas about maybe starting some type of database of coaches and clients. And I know Adam McVeigh started, you know, tried to do this a couple of years ago, but he wanted to charge money, right? From the coaches, like 30 bucks a month or something like that hmm. to get to get judged or whatever. But maybe like a database where someone can put the coach or the client's name, because I'm, I'm including clients in there also. And then just maybe your experience with them or, you know, maybe things they did wrong, like, hey, this guy asked me for, you know, pictures nude, or, you know, this guy just wouldn't not let me take 2000 milligrams of Trent a week or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, even and I completely agree with you 100%. But I just think too, that if clients because I think this happens a lot it happens in society outside of our industry too. you know, if something bad happens to you, someone treats you like shit, Sometimes it's just like, oh, it's not even worth it. You know, I'm mm. going to walk the other way. And that leaves the door open for them to continue, to, whether it's a business, a person who's a trainer, um, a roofer, you know, or anything like that. It, it's it's all the same shit. And I think when we don't, I almost feel an obligation myself personally mm. yeah. to, you know, some people will think, well, you're just going after this guy. I feel obligated that we do that. And if something else comes mm -hmm. up next week, there needs to be more of this. Hmm. But it would be better coming from the clients because when it comes from trainers, sometimes it can yeah. be misconstrued to be like, oh, you're jealous or he's got this or he's a he's a pro in his physique and you can't stand or you had a client that went to him. I don't know. There's a million different fucking things. But when it comes from a client and then there becomes a pattern, then that says a lot. And especially with social media, I think that if there was this egregious behavior and there was a pattern to it, I do think that those coaches would, it would, it would get attention. Yeah. Um, I don't think it would be lost in the shuffle, but the database is a good idea. You just got to get somebody to do it and you got to get somebody to do it for free. And it's hard to get people oh. to do shit for free these days. <laughs> I might do a Patreon. Okay. What, yeah, what do you, it's not a bad idea. <clears throat> What do you think um, about, I want to ask a question. Andrew and I uh, were on the phone for a minute earlier today uh, talking about doing this topic. You had mentioned another situation uh, with a coach that had a non-disclosure agreement that his clients yeah. had to sign. I'm not going to name. Yeah, but I had a question with that. Though. Some of these other stories. Yeah, just and, because, and there is a lot know, of other ones. I haven't seen concrete evidence. But I let me ask you, know, you like, I have seen a lot of yeah. different non-disclosure agreements and stuff, and I wanted to ask your opinions. I mean, obviously, that puts you as a client into a position where you would feel like, oh, I legally can't say anything now. Uh, but what do you even think about those agreements? Do you let me and do you guys have a, like agreements like that? Or do do your clients have to post three social media posts and tag you every week? No. Okay. No, the, the client's job is not <laughs> no, and the, if they want to. Right. And the <laughs> waivers and the disclosures. I mean, you're talking about at least most of us 
if you're good and you've been around for a while, you're working internationally anyway. So not only are waivers mm. useless in the United States, other than them basically just being a deterrent, yeah. Uh, but really, legally, good luck with that. But outside the United States, you're at the mercy of whichever the international law. I mean, come on, over a trainer. Look, I'm not saying it can't happen. All I'm saying is they got bigger fish to fry and other things going on. And I think, honestly, I think that's what pushes some of this this behavior, um, not only training people, but even scamming people. What are the repercussions? I mean, is anybody really going to be able to run you down? Probably yeah. not. The only other concern I have with the database is this. What if you have, because I mean, it, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility that newer trainers could go after other trainers to kind of discredit or how do you keep the credibility and these are questions obviously that would need to be worked but how do you keep the credibility of the yeah. actual allegations Ver I I mean, you could literally ruin someone who didn't do anything wrong so then you have to wonder is there an opportunity for that person to come back and explain and be like, are you kidding me? This is what happened. Or or is it just matter of fact that's the allegation and, and it's stuck to that person? I don't know. There's some Ooh. there's gray areas there. Alfonso's with us as a lawyer and he says an agreement that violates the law isn't valid. Huh. There you go. Hey guys, I'm going to take a brief pause to shout out our advertisers. I'm going to try to make this quick, but keep in mind, they're responsible for helping us to put these shows out. If you guys want to support our programming, of course, you can do so through Patreon. And thank you to everybody who supports the show through Patreon. I will have links to that below, as well as to all of our advertisers. If you shop with our advertisers, you'll get great products, products that I stand behind, and you'll also be supporting our programming. First of all, check out truenutrition.com if you're in the U.S. I use their hydrolyzed beef collagen every day, and I use their citrulline malate, beta alanine, and EAA on days that I train. They have high-quality protein powders and tons of flavors. Hit me up if you have any questions. Use our code THINK over there. You'll get some additional savings, plus you'll support our programming, and you'll get some high-quality third-party tested supplements. If you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. They have blowout deals on top name brand supplements. Uh, they constantly have different things happening. So be sure to go to their site and check them out. I recently saw Carbolin for like 30 bucks off. I mean, you really can't beat those prices. Plus, they have free shipping over $99. If you're in the UK, then you probably already know about Strom Sports. They're one of the leader in health supplements in the United Kingdom. Strom Sports Nutrition has standalone supplements like NAC and Tutka. And they have finished blends like Support Max, a high-quality, well-priced, on-cycle support stat. I have links below to everything. Thanks for watching. Thanks for your support. So we have a bunch more stuff, including a physique critique. Who's this? Uh, let me find, find these pictures. Who do we have here, Andrew? Uh, well, which I, one did I give you? We'll grab oh, these pictures uh, here. Let's see. Make sure I see his name right. Is this Rob? Oh yeah, Rob Rob Van Sant. Yes, that's okay. a cool name. That's a cool name, dude. He should be he like an actor his, or a wrestler or something. Or yeah, yeah, like Rob Van Dam. Yeah, it's like that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I went he, to school he got with his Rob, uh, pro way. card but anyway. That's a different. <laughs> he got his pro card at the 2021 NPC USA's. Okay, and I can't remember how, what how many pro shows he's done. Um, I know he. I think he's from the East Coast because I feel like he did the Eastern USA's like I don't know four or five years ago. Okay. I think he won the overall there, but he wanted a physique critique. So, and I really like isn't it the detail in the front of his quad like that? It's just like all twisted and gnarly looking. Yeah, I like I was that. Gonna say. There's almost crickets from from me and Skip when there's a someone with a much better physique. Than <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. There's a lot to appreciate yeah. here. He has really good genetics, and 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 I'll say yeah. too for our audio people. Um, I mean, you can see what we're looking at here is a well developed young bodybuilder. Like he, his muscle looks young too. Like he's got, like he could keep growing if he wants to. Like he's got a lot mm -hmm. ahead of him. You know, fantastic quads, really nice shape. Um, I, I, I let me ask you guys this: so when we do, you know, when judges do a critique, they always start with their strengths. What do you guys see as Rob's strengths? Well, I mean, obviously his structure. I can see a little bit of his calves yeah. too. Yeah, those calves um, look shoulders. Nasty. Yeah, shoulders. And you know, it's funny because you said that. You know, he, he clearly does have good quads good shape which is a huge bonus yeah 
But I would also say that they, I, I, I would, I don't want to jump to the weaknesses. Let's so stay with the yeah, yeah, first. exactly. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't see any major strengths. I because I just see kind of a really good balance overall, yeah. mm-hmm. especially in that front shot. Um, and you know what? This is probably the biggest genetic gift he has because he's in his off season, I believe. Mm. Uh, the fact that he stays fairly lean. The yep. same throughout his whole body. The only the only yeah. place I see that he holds a little bit of body fat is the glutes. Yeah. But um yeah. I mean you you could show me that front picture and be like, Oh, he's five weeks out and I'd be like, Yep, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Maybe even closer actually. Yeah. But um if you I want to jump to the weakness. What the yeah. biggest weakness I see is his back. Yep. I think he needs to add more lats and terries there, uh to increase that V yep. taper. Uh, and it actually would, will just help from the front because he has a really nice vacuum. Probably not the smallest waist in the world, but small enough with that vacuum that with a little bit more lats mm-hmm. from the front and back, mm-hmm. it's it's just going to blow that shot away. Yeah, that'll make him yeah. a lot more. If wild. you took everything, if you took everything the same on his upper body, and he didn't increase mm-hmm. anything except his back width and uh, the mm-hmm. lat, the lats as well, it it would make a huge huge difference now that takes me to the legs though and i don't want to be the guy you know i don't want to again this is tough because he's got a better physique than i do but even though he's got really good shape in his quads and his hands i do think that there is plenty of room for more yep. size hmm. mm-hmm. yeah you know what it so, is i mean if i go almost, legs uh, and back i'm like dude it would make a huge difference moving forward yeah it's almost like the attachment um you know, on the outside of the kneecap, if it was just a little bit lower there, I think that would might might change your opinion a little bit. But, but yeah, yeah. Uh, more yeah. size overall. Yeah, back mm-hmm. back and legs. I got. I, I will say this. How tall is he? Oh shit! I don't know. Because it's coming from the countertop know. where he's doing, and I don't know. He kind of looks. He looks tall. taller based because think about how tall a stove is. I think stoves are generally going to all be about the same height, aren't they? Yeah. And he's yeah, he's maybe yeah. a foot from the stove. Would you say? I feel like the yeah. stove. I feel like the stove like comes up to my my waist. It's like he's. I, know, I feel like he's. What I was he's like four inches taller than me. I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I bet he's five foot ten. I'd see that maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah five yeah, five, five eleven somewhere in there. Yeah. How tall are you, Andrew? Um, you're you're uh, taller well, than that. Six, right? two and a half. But now I'm six one and three quarters. I guess. Yeah. I'm gonna see. Yeah. We've got a couple more pictures. I'll throw up here. He's got a oh, we've got an an ab shot here. Let's see, and then we've got a side shot too. Let's see, pull that up a little bit, and then here's this side chest shot as well. All right. Yeah, I stick with the lats. Um, Look at his leg from the shot, side. Yes, yeah, I shot looks really good, but I still say the lats, yeah, like no lats in the in the ab thigh shot, will really blow that up and make it um, a whole new shot for him. Yeah, and I'll say this because I, I looked at a lot of his uh, contest picks on his Instagram. Biggest knock I would have on him is uh, got to find a way to get those glutes in at the pro level. I think mm. like everything else is nice. But I think he just holds a little bit extra there. Yeah, because uh, everything else is peeled everywhere else. And I know it's not a gluten hamstring contest, and the trunks cover up most of it. But yeah. it is a little bit distracting. So I think you know just pushing diets just a little bit harder or, or trying something else to to try to get them to come in a little bit more. Because from the side, you know. He looks great from the front. He looks great. It can be deceptive when everything else is looking that good. You know what I mean? Like that, that's maybe that's what I mean. Yeah, it can be. No, no, I mean like it can be deceptive when you're dieting and everything else is looking yep. that good. That you know, yep. and that and that I don't know. You know, it's a trick. It's well, a trick. Saying, like, sometimes you have to even I'm like saying, sacrifice everything else to get them to come in. But maybe a longer diet and then take a little time filling out. You know, I don't know. I was going to say deceptive in the sense that, like, because everything is so dialed in and conditioned, mm. that the one area that isn't just like oh, yeah. dry peeled sticks mm. out more the other way, like a sore thumb. That, that's kind of where I was going right. with that. I could see that. All right. Let's, uh, what do you guys say we jump into some listener questions? I know we've got a few floating around here. Um, let's see. And if anybody had, I think we had, I'm going to run to this one because Alfonso was so nice to provide us with legal counsel in order to keep him from sending us a bill. Uh, I'm going to bring his question up because he had a, he had something, I think it was related to the assault bike. So while I dig up the other ones, you guys can talk about this one. He says, any thoughts on the assault bike improving ability to do higher rep squats, 15 to 20. I've added assault bike hit intervals, just four to five minutes of 10, 
20 intervals and I think it's actually improving my squat. I was already doing other uh, hit with the rower and lists with a stationary bike. I'm uh, at 180 minutes a week, 90 lists and 90 hit. Man, that's a lot of cardio. What the hell is an assault bike? It's like a it's like a spin bike, but um, you know, like the the ones that Rogue sells. They're, they're a little more comfortable to sit on, and they give they can give you more resistance. Um, Don't they have like the fan? Hmm. They got the fan, yeah. They have yeah, the fan, and they have the handles. They have the yes. And that's you, an assault. That's an assault bike. Yeah, that it's like what yeah. the CrossFit people use. Okay, because I've seen too. those Schwinn you used to make those yes. back in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're back. Okay. Yeah, they're back, okay. and they're they're right. nice. Like they have ones with magnetic wheels and stuff. They're yeah. they're good. No. They're good nowadays. Huh. Yeah. Um, okay, so he's asking any thoughts on the assault bike's ability, improving the ability to do higher rep squats, fifteen to twenty reps. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about it. No You're just increasing yeah, exactly. your work capacity like like tenfold by adding something like hit in. So anything that's intense, uh, that you know, we, we call squats a leg workout. I think it's a full body exercise when you're when you're doing 15 to 20 reps and you're grinding out a widowmaker. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, you just increase your work capacity 100 uh, percent there. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can't disagree with that. Who was it? We were talking about that, Scott, not. Well, it was when I was rehabbing. Oh, yeah. We were talking about the recumbent bike yeah. and doing hit on that. And it's funny because I still now that I and I don't have my knee issues anymore, but I'm not convinced that they're not still there. But I always start off with. Uh, my backwards walking and then I do my uh, recumbent bike and I take the intensity up to the point where I'm literally blowing like I've got a pump in my quads as I not race but I get my shit and get to the hack or get to whatever I'm going to open with first so that when I start on there I've already got a pump and there's a lot of blood in my knees and my legs nice so over time it'll be interesting to see how hard I can go with that uh, especially now that I'm going to be more of a surplus where before I was in, you know, this deficit that was massive. And even then I was getting stronger, but I could tell that my capacity, my lung capacity wasn't as, I don't know, just what it's from not training legs for so long. I yeah. think I've really struggled with that. So it'll be interesting to see how that comes back, but I'm going to use that. It's similar. It's not an assault bike, but it's a similar <laughs> process just to see if that's going to that's going to help it all with oxygen uptake. And, Cause I mean, come on when you usually, well, maybe it's just me, <laughs> but a lot of people fail because of lung, their lungs before they do their legs. And mm-hmm. I know I, that's the position I'm in right now. So mm-hmm. until I'm able to get back and start really burying leg sessions, uh, it's going to be my lungs for a while as I build them up before it's my, my legs that actually fail. Do you guys remember or have you heard Jean-Pierre Fuchs talk about his crazy yeah. leg training? He would get on the That's bike right for like five minutes and just ride, 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 or however long. I can't remember, but it was a short duration. And then he'd just run over to the squat bar and he'd do a set. Like that. It, VJ was doing that for a while. And that would be back and forth, brutal. like each set. Yeah, yeah. Like he would get on the bike. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he'd go, 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 wow. and then he'd go get on well, and go do squats right after that. It was kind of made a comeback a couple of years ago. The um, the biking like high intensity sets into for quad growth. I don't remember exactly who. Maybe Matt Jansen put it out like ten or. 12 years ago or something like that when he was kind of first you know newer in the sport yeah. and i noticed a lot of other guys kind of started doing that i don't think they were going back and forth from like squat rack to 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 leg extension squat or uh to to recumbent bike or whatever yeah but but there was something about like some cyclist training and some muscle hypertrophy that they were getting and um so people were trying to like incorporate that as like an exercise like four sets of like 45 seconds to start off their 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 quad training routine or something like that okay andrew no you get a crazy pump andrew yeah, added yeah. uh sled pull and push would be great for squat strength and he says this is coming from a competitive uh power lifter that's mm-hmm. interesting that's that is brutal too man when you start like digging down you have to get low you know what i mean when you get real low and you yep. push with your legs those sleds can be a lot of fun the pushing i always found to be really really calf heavy mm, i could see that so, yeah. and I, 
Yeah, so I didn't come back to it until when I had knee problems and I started pulling. And that was one of the first things that I did and was able to do because there was a relatively limited range of motion. Or you could limit the range of motion, I guess is a better way to put it. And um, that helped me to get my first couple minimal pumps when I was still having a lot of uh, knee pain and recovering from that. Right on. Hmm. All right, let's see what else we have here. So I'm going to grab these from YouTube, and I know we have some at Facebook. I think I have some from Patreon as well. Um, he says, um, question for the next show regarding blood sugar regulation. So my morning blood sugar seems to run in the mid to high 90s, which is higher than I'd like. I test first thing in the morning, usually after a glass of water, and the time between my last meal and when I test is around nine hours. What's interesting to me is that my postprandial blood sugar is always in the high 70s and mid 80s, one to two hours after meals. So my question is, should I be concerned with the slightly higher fasted blood glucose if my postprandial blood glucose is good am i just experiencing the dawn phenomenon i know you probably need more content context and a better look at my diet to truly answer this but my diet is good carbs are around 400 grams and 60 percent of them are pre intra and post workout non-training days carbs are 275 thanks guys love the show and appreciate all you do So my answer is maybe, um, maybe because I mean, well, on the positive side, he said his postprandial and postabsorptive um, glucose is you know right where you want it to be. Yeah. And what that really means is your body's ready to accept the next meal, right? Yeah. The blood glucose levels down in that seventy to eighty range. Your cells are now receptive again to the effects of insulin and carbs. Um, you know, and one thing we should probably talk about because I, you know, we always talk about blood sugar and everything. We never talk mm -hmm. about why ninety milligrams per deciliter is a good number, right? Okay, and it's because that's what the brain requires uh, constantly to to react optimally. Hmm. Okay, so everything is controlled by the brain. That's why you know when people are like, "Well, why does it matter if I'm ninety nine or hundred versus ninety? Like, why is it got to be ninety? You know. Um, so I always try to point that out to people. But now, so on the positive end, his postprandial and his postabsorptive uh, metabolism is good, but he's still waking up high. I'm not so keen on necessarily saying it's the dawn phenomenon, and I used to I used to be like, oh, it's just dawn phenomenon. It could be that his body is stuck in some sort of fight or flight response, meaning cortisol hmm. levels are too high. Hmm. Now, now I'll be honest, if we if we did see that in the morning, we would probably see similar patterns of that throughout the day as well. Um, hmm. But basically, when you're stuck in fight or flight, you're pushing out cortisol. Cortisol causes the liver to dump glucose. Your blood sugar stays higher more than it should. Um, and there's an easy way to test for that. You would there's a company called ZRT which does a diurnal cortisol test where you spit in a tube. Um, you can either do it once or you can do the four times throughout the day. I like people to do the four times throughout the day so I can see what's going on with their cortisol throughout the day. You know, it should be higher in the morning and then drop throughout the day and be lowest. You know, somewhere around midnight. And and, and you know, you, you don't necessarily have to be high all the time. You can be high at a couple different points. You could be um, high at all your points, or you could be normal, you know, or you could be, even be low, you know. But um, I do think that is just one thing to take into consideration here. But beyond that, I would say, are you progressing? Are you looking good? Or do you feel like you're getting a good response? Are you getting good pumps in the gym? If that's the case, then I wouldn't really worry too much about it. Totally missed the whole damn thing. I just had to look at my mic to make sure it was on. Because <laughs> I would hate to be like all animated and you can't hear me. Anyway, the one thing, because I didn't even catch the whole question. One thing I will say is this, and I wonder if, I would assume you guys would back me up on this, but hell, who knows. You can run higher, um, you know, with blood sugar levels and everything else and still make crazy fucking gains. And you can still get crazy lean. It's just not optimal. And I mean, I've seen some pretty bad situations where I've literally looked and gone, damn, like how maybe this, maybe these numbers aren't even right. Like, how can they be progressing? <laughs> I think we know the guy you're talking about, too. One guy in particular you're telling us about, it was like using growth and peptides, particularly was having like really difficult time. Could this guy, did, he's not. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, he was real high. That's true. But that's not the only reason I say that. I mean, okay. people who are just running high and they're so, you know, they're, they're just 
I don't want to say obsessive about it because you don't, you know, you do want your blood sugar levels running optimally and running where they're supposed to, but, but not like, ah, oh, shit, man, I'm going to die in 10 minutes. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of sometimes the, like things are not going to have diabetes tomorrow. You know, it is something you need to get a hold of, but there's time to figure out what's going on. It doesn't have to be figured out right now or tomorrow. Mm. You just need to be on it to find these patterns and find and play with things and tweak things and we will get it figured out. But that's a good example. I mean, Manny is a good example for sure because he ran so high. Um, but, but I've had, other clients not run that high. Don't get me wrong, um, but other clients who aren't running optimally, and, it, and a lot of times it doesn't get in the way like you think it would. Yeah, I've seen well, it where people—they're just so gifted that it does. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen it where people like didn't even know they had an issue until they're like, "Hey, I decided, yeah. you know, I got a fasted, I got a glucose monitor. How do I use this?" I've had people, just random people, tell me that, and like they never knew they had a problem. They've been going their whole life, and everything seemed fine. You know, sure. sometimes it is yes, a problem. And question i the first question i always ask people too like do you have any history you know and sometimes they're like oh my mom's a diabetic type one and it's like oh okay well we really want to pay attention to that then you know <laughs> obviously this might be a different case i wanted to ask you a question andrew about the cortisol thing so yeah. if if that was the case would his would it still go down during the day like cuz his reactive sure. So he would sure. he could still get those lower levels, those low readings. Well, so that's what I was saying. Okay, was, yeah. So you te it, it tests you at four different points throughout the day at regular intervals. Yeah. And there's the gut, there's the baseline and a range. So when you get the sheet, I'm trying to show you. Yeah. Where am I? <laughs> so like, <laughs> it's not just like it's not just like one line, right? It's like it's like a uh, what do you call it? Like a shaded area, yeah. Where anything in between those lines uh, are is considered uh, normal. Okay. So yeah, you could absolutely be high, you know, at two a.m. and then you know back in range throughout the rest of the day, that kind of thing. How expensive uh, is that test? One hundred and twenty bucks, I think. Okay. Well, it's now terrible. it's not something that I'm like, hey, every new client, you need to get this test yeah. done. You know, yeah. it's more I'd be curious like, as all. That's I was just kind of interested myself. Yeah. And, and it'd actually be interesting to do, like, say, in the summertime versus the mm. wintertime, especially where in the Northeast and or, you know, where you live, where it's dark out yeah. much earlier and stays darker out because that plays a role in it as well. So, huh. I mean, there's, there's tons of factors. But I was going to ask you, in terms of the uh, you guys, the, the blood sugar, do you guys ask for blood sugar every check-in or is it more like you see how things are going? Let's say you got a long-term client. And you just start to get this kind of little spidey sense like, hey, let's take a blood sugar reading uh, tomorrow or next time you check in. And because something just starting to look, add up that like, I think we need to pull back a little bit. Or are you just literally every week like, all right, I want blood sugar every single check in? I ask for it now if I think something's up, which is odd because not odd, but I used to have blood sugar, temperature, um, tons of that stuff hmm. early on years ago and i think i just got to the point where the things that didn't i mean i don't know how else to say this but the things that didn't usually like they, it ended up being worthless information the large majority of the time that i just phased it out honestly really without even meaning to it's not like i went one day i don't need this anymore it was just it got phased out over time. But there are times where it is, like you say, almost like a spidey sense, like, mm, something's not right. What's up? Let's yeah. look at a few other things. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've done the same. I, <clears throat> it's not something I require every time. That said, I do have clients that like to keep their eye on it, and they do send it literally every time. Yeah. But it, it is just a good point because I have the same thing. I do have yeah. a lot of clients who do it without me asking them to do it. That's yeah. my point. And, and I will try yeah. to get it at certain points, like, say like we're getting ready to start a push you know that's like a great yeah. time to be like okay let's see where you're exactly. at we'll get a, a baseline here what kind of push What's that? <laughs> we're gonna start in uh, i don't like using the word bulk anymore you know yeah, yeah me neither <laughs> so like we're gonna start an so upward we're gonna push we're gonna start an upward push how about that i'll use the word bulk with like my clients that are like 18 to 23 yeah, because I feel like we need to have at least one good, solid perma bulk era yeah. in your training career, so you know what it is, what it feels like to really slam food. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I do think there's a lot to be said about putting on good size. I don't think you can do it continuously. I think we all agree that just putting on unneeded body fat is worthless. But I do think that in your early formative years, that for lack of better terms, perma bulk of like a you know. 
12 to 16 months of just being big and as large as you can, eating as much as you can. I do think that kind of sets the, at least teaches you how to be a bodybuilder. I will say that. Sure. You know, the problem or the obstacle with doing that is the large percentage, very, very large majority of people, even when they're young, they want to be lean. They want to stay lean. Mm, and that this, was so different 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah, it yeah, is. 15 years it? ago, I was like, I'll fucking go big. And I know even myself, like no. I was cool with it. I look back at pictures. I'm like, I could mm -hmm. not tolerate myself with a face like that mm -hmm. now. Like, what the mm -hmm. fuck? So mm -hmm. it's just a completely different approach than it was years ago. Hey, we've got a check-in question. Check this out. Uh, UC Suma, client of mine, he says, question for the next episode. Uh, check-in pictures. Should they be taken immediately upon waking? Should you pose run one round first? Any fluids? He's asking because I'm so diligent and I crack the whip and I'm like, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to do take anything. Take those goddamn pictures the minute you wake up, you son of a bitch. Oh, not those even are, going to the bathroom? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, you yeah, I say oh, wake, pee, way. Yeah, I just don't want to. Wake, wake yeah. pee, way picks. Yeah, I don't. That's what I say. Yeah. I just say first thing, you know, whatever first thing yeah. means without yeah. without eating, you know. I think it's kind of open. If if you're someone that always gets up and the first thing you want to do is have a glass of water first thing in the morning, I'm not going to be like, don't drink that glass of water. It's oh, totally yeah. ruining your dryness or whatever. You know, yeah. if that's just yeah. your routine and you do it every time, then fine. Just you want to recreate the scenario the same every time. Have like, you ever had guys or girls? Have you ever had clients that it for them it's just not going to be doable? Like first thing in the morning, where they're like, you know what? Uh, I just I, I can't do them first thing in the morning. I wake up at two thirty a.m. and I literally have to get out my door and blah blah blah. I can shoot them, you know, after work when I get to the gym, you know, something like that. What do you guys think about a situation like that? I'd much rather have them because they're they're just it's a it's a much better assessment if there aren't other variables in there. I you know I'll get the 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 client every now and then who can't but by and large i mean i can't remember the last time i had somebody that said that they couldn't couldn't do them until later now they might not get them that one morning and they're like you know i'm really sorry yeah. them tomorrow morning so i typically because you know i have skip loading so i would rather take a look at my client's condition when they are the most depleted or the most you know the flattest so if they load on a sunday then i want them on friday morning that okay. way they have a day if something comes up and then we can look at them Saturday morning. Saturday morning is better, but yet at the same time, if I have a client who sometimes may not be able to get that done, um, you know, you even go Friday to Saturday. If you have a wife who gets up with you and takes your pictures, she may not want to get out of bed Saturday morning yeah. when your fat ass wants to take pictures and she'll be mad at you. So, you know, there's you eliminate excuses. in there and things like that. Be like, okay, I link a, a, a tripod with a battery or a clicker. I'm like, buy this one. It's forty three dollars. You're telling you know me what? With everything yeah. you spend money on in the sport, it isn't worth it to you to spend forty three dollars to not have to wake your wife up and make her mad at you for waking yeah. her up at five in the morning or whatever. I encourage people. Right. We didn't. We you, you had given us your whole explanation on check in pictures, Andrew. I didn't even share what I tell people. I was like, listen, if you can't shoot the pictures yourself, like use a self timer. I have people just use the video feature and then take screen That's caps. Which I didn't, I sure. forgot to mention that somebody did mention that in the comments afterward. Yep. But I'm a huge fan of be self sufficient. Don't rely on anybody else to do your stuff, you know, your pictures. Mm -hmm. And I'll go as far as to say, like, hey, that's really great that your wife's willing to like take part of your prep and cook your food. But I'm all for cooking my own food too, as much as I yeah. can, you know. I've yeah. seen too many people get. I was just get... making a fucking example. That's all I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> what? God, go easy. It was just an example. You guys suck. God. God. I don't know. I feel like I've uh, seen people, wives get resentments when they've been cooking rice for yeah. 20 weeks. Yeah. For real, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I think your point about doing as much of it yourself and, and not not expecting i guess your yeah to do any of it for you i think if they if they offer to help or something like that that's great but i mean this is a you're only going on stage by yourself you're not bringing them with you so you know you're yeah. the only one that can train you're the only one that can do the cardio so you might as well you know cover all aspects of that as well but i would say this about the people that ugh. all right so it's kind of a gauge of seriousness to me on if, if I say fasted, you know, I want fasted picks and someone's like, oh, well, like I've had people say like, oh, but I got to be at work at eight o'clock. And in my mind, like there's a million fucking cannons going off in my head. Like, 
Okay, so get up five minutes earlier than you normally would and take the damn picks at six to six o'clock, yeah. you know. But I'll tell you a story. Well, back in 2017, I was two weeks out from a show, and and Nate wanted to go to the New York Pro, and I already told him I'd go to the New York Pro with him that year, and I had to go pick him up, and it's a six-hour drive for us, <laughs> right? I got up, and I still had 45 minutes of cardio and my check-ins with Meadows that day. It was a Saturday. I got up at two o'clock in the morning. I did. Um, I drove over to the place where I was doing my check-in pictures. I drove back home and did my cardio for 45 minutes or whatever it was. Showered, did all my meals, got in the car. I was on the road by 4:45 or something like that. Okay, to go pick up Nate. To go. My, my point with that is that, like, when you really want to get something done, there's no, there's nothing that's gonna shortage of a bomb exploding in your house that's gonna stop you from getting it done. And so I, yeah, I use it kind of as a gauge of seriousness. If people come up with like excuses, like, oh. I've got this or something like that that morning. Is it okay if I check? I'm like, you couldn't have waken up, woken up seven minutes earlier to go snap those pictures. Really? Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's what's going to hold us back here. So that's just my take yeah. on it. Um, I appreciate that for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's see if I can squeeze in one more question here. Um, man, this is okay. This is going to be potentially not just like a little quick question, but we'll see. Also, we had some funny comments. Omar said, uh, my wife would shoot me if I woke her up at 3 a.m. And Steve totally <laughs> he, agreed so with that. Omar goes and trains it. He trains it like 4 in the morning. You guys Does should he? check out his, follow him on Instagram. Dude, he's like pressing like 140s for like 10 reps at 4.30 in the morning. He's squatting five plates. Like, like I got to give him major props because that's like way more hardcore than I've ever been. I, he's I got an incredible good. physique too. Like he looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Neven, one of our longtime followers, part of the Patreon, he says, uh, Great episode. Question for the next episode. Uh, what are the best ways to tell if you were overtrained? Is resting heart rate uh, when you first wake up a good indicator? That last one's a little tricky. It can be, but yeah, it's not yeah. like, oh, my resident heart rate's up. Now I'm overtrained. I got to take a week off. I mean, it's yeah. not. <laughs> I used to look at it a little bit more black and white than it actually is. Uh, which is funny because, and I don't want to go off on a tangent, but this brings up other things like um, HRV uh, and things mm -hmm. like that, where, you know, depending on who you talk to, those things are important and independent, you know, and then other people don't think they're very important. Honestly, I don't know about HRV, but I can tell you with the resting heart rate, it's not, it can be an indicator, but it's not a black and white type thing. Overtraining, I mean, I always say the first, the most obvious signs for me, and I have to go with me because I don't know what even my clients feel when they're overtrained. Um, obviously, the most, the the first one is a regression or a very clear and obvious stabilization of progress in the gym from a uh, from a strength standpoint. But there's caveat there's caveats to that because you could be dieting you could be in a cut phase you could be you know if you're it's a workout later you know 10 week 10 days after a uh, an increase in calories you're more depleted things like that but when you don't want to go to the gym mm -hmm. for a few days you're probably the large majority of us are overtrained because we want to go to the gym so there's a lot loss of motivation and appetite is in there too hmm. if you're not hungry i mean unless you're just again there's caveats to everything if you're just forcing and choking down food yeah you're probably not going to be very hungry but if you're just on a regular on your regular diet and you've been hungry and you're putting down the food and then you just within a week or so you're not hungry and you're choking down the same amount of food that's a pretty clear indicator too i'll, I'll those are the ones that come to my mind what do you guys think I think the most the easiest one is what you touched on is is it you know are you are you going to the gym to work out or do you want to go to gym to train you yeah know? I think mm -hmm. you know are you just doing it because you're obsessive compulsive and it's Thursday and I do my back on Thursday or you're like yeah okay last week I did this and this today I want to try to go in and beat that but whatever it is you know I think that's mm -hmm. the first thing uh, blood sugar you know we just talked about blood sugar but that can be an indicator if um, you're stuck in fight or flight and you need to deload. Um, are you regressing in the gym? Like not just on one exercise, are you regressing multiple days in a row in terms of, I could do seven plates on the hack squat, hack squat for 10 last week. And this week I could barely get, it's huge. Know, it's huge. Yeah. I can only get six plates left, you know, for, for eight and my body was just spent. And then the next day I tried to train chest and instead of the 130 pound dumbbells, man, the 115s felt like they were the heaviest things I ever picked up. 
Um, are you getting a pump? You know, yeah. when you get to the gym and you actually start training and moving blood around, are your muscles feeling like they're engorging or are they just kind of just staying flat? So I think those are probably the three easiest things that you can kind of pick up on. Yeah. I'd agree with all that. All right, guys. Well, listen, we've got to wrap this thing up. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, for your live viewers, we're recording another episode, so hang out with us. We've got, uh, we've got some fun stuff. Next episode is going to be about DHB and a bunch of steroid stuff. All the fun stuff. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in, as I said. Thank you, everybody, who uh, helps to support the programming through Patreon. Uh, thank you to Skip and Andrew for hanging out with us. You guys can reach out to them for coaching. Go to teamskip.com. You can go to bodyberry.com. You can reach me, McNallyDiets at gmail.com. Drop me an email. And uh, check out our sponsors, truenutrition.com. Use our code THINK for additional savings. Like I've always said, reach out to me if you have any questions about their supplements, about any of their flavors. Uh, supplementsource.ca for those of you in Canada. And go to Strom Sports Nutrition uh, if you are in the UK. They've got some awesome health supplements over there. For another episode of Blood, Sweat, and Gear with Skip Hill, Andrew Berry, I'm Scott McNally, and we will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. 